0: Welcome back to Sudarsh Podcast. We are continuing on on our series called Sikh Pratang, The Stories of the Six. In the last episode, we heard four questions posed by Six to Guru Harguman, the last one posed by Nivla and Halu, related to the process of obtaining liberation, in which addition to reciting Gurbani and listening to Gurbani required contemplating and instilling these teachings within one's heart. And at the end of the last chapter, we heard how Nivala and Halu would perform Kirtan in the congregation, the Sangat, and how when they would perform this Katha, that everyone there would just be taken away by it. Listening to it with great love, they would spontaneously and with great ease attain the wisdom of the divine, Brahmgyan. Both the speakers, Nivela and Nahalu, and the congregation, the Sangat would obtain this position of Jivan Mukt, being liberated while being alive. So chapter 42 now begins describing how some more Sikhs of the Guru, Tulsiya, Dargaha, Takht, and Tirth, Uppal, all approached the Guru Harguman with some desire in their mind. They bowed down and sat in front of the Guru. They clasped their hands together and requested, saying, "O oh, true Emperor, we've heard so many Sikhs explain the meanings of Gurbani to us, but when we listen to them, none of our minds obtain shanti, peacefulness. Our mind doesn't become still or focused. But when we listen to the Katha of Nivala and Nahalu, the vices of our mind, they become frightened and the, all the bad tendencies mindsets ideas in our hearts they all just vanish gormat the guru's teachings then become instilled in our mind and great amounts of virtues then come to reside brightly within our heart guru Hargobin, hearing this then replied saying the shabbat the writings of the true guru are like amrit ambrosial nectar if the speaker who is explaining the Guru shabbat has these 14 great qualities of a speaker, then those who listen to it will obtain that wisdom within the Shabbat. These listeners though, they also have to have 14 great qualities within them. And then they will quickly and easily obtain this wisdom within the Shabbat. So if both the speaker doesn't possess these 14 great qualities, and the listener doesn't possess these 14 great qualities, well then divine wisdom is not so easily or quickly obtained. But if just the speaker is imbued with all these 14 qualities, then slowly the listeners will then start to adopt these great qualities. So the six heard this. Then they asked the guru, These 14 qualities that you mentioned, could you explain those to us? Please be graceful upon us and bless us with this understanding. Treat us as your servants and tell us each and every little detail about these qualities. So Guru Harguman heard this and then started to explain, saying, okay, everyone listen. The first quality of a great speaker is one who has a clear and beautiful voice. He knows correctly all the aspects of vocabulary he's going to use. He uses the strength of his voice appropriately, according to the number of people he's speaking to. And he recites the Gurbani or passages, according to the proper meter ascribed to it. The second quality for a great speaker is the depth of their knowledge. They should be able to fill any time allotted to them to the listener's heart's content, drilling down into the depths of the topic if the listener is enjoying it greatly. The third quality is that the speaker should be able to condense and summarize deep knowledge, being able to present a deep topic in a summarized format within a constrained time limit if the listener is not enjoying the topic at hand. The fourth quality is that the speaker should be able to arouse an enjoyment in the listener through their Katha. They should be doing this by speaking sweetly so that everyone would lovingly listen to it. The fifth quality is that they speak of the eternal truth represented in Gurbani in three aspects of Taram, Karam, Upashna, and Gyan. Karam meaning actions related to duty, components like seva, service, routine, ritual, etc., upashana, meaning devotion, bhakti, related to devotional worship, girtan, recitation of gurbani, and gyan, wisdom, understanding gurbani and thus the divine. So the speaker should be able to relate to the congregation the truth of gurbani through these aspects. They should be able to speak to the essence of the shabads. The sixth quality is one where the speaker is able to respond back to somebody in the audience. If they have a question, they should have the ability to destroy any doubts or concerns the audience has. The speaker should be able to relay the true mode the essence behind the Shabbat to the questioner and give them evidence, stories that relate to that question. The speaker should be cognizant of the questioner's level and ability and deliver any metaphors in accordance to that so it can be understood the seventh quality is that the speaker should be aware of all the other philosophies and should be able to speak to the philosophical debates between different ideologies as well the eighth quality is that the speaker doesn't provide any irrelevant stories related to the topic at hand and that they carry on with the subject matter or the story at hand they should give only the references two stories or ideas from other traditions if the audience will understand it. The ninth quality is that the speaker maintain proper posture in the same way he should concentrate and focus his mind as well. The 10th quality is to warm and please the audience heart so that as they are listening and listening to the Katha that within their heart, the color of love is ever being ingrained and imbued more and more. The 11th quality is that the speaker should be able to win everybody in the audience over. He should be able to capture the entire audience's attention so that they're paying attention to every single word. So they're thinking, oh, what's coming next? What's coming next? Basically having them on the edge of their seat. The 12th quality is that the speaker should not be egotistical in any sense. They should erase all arrogance from within their heart. They should keep their mind humble amongst everybody there, recognize this as a great virtue and not to destroy anyone else's mind or heart. The 13th quality is that they should be righteous, in the sense that whatever they say in the Katha, that they should also adhere to that as well. They shouldn't say something and then do something else. The 14th quality, the last quality, is that the speaker be content, that they are not doing Katha for anything in return, that whatever comes to them as a gift, that's written in their destiny or fate, that, that they accept that with ease and recognize that gift as Amrith, as Ambrosial Nectar, but they shouldn't ask for anything from anyone else. They shouldn't desire all these extra gifts, money, etc., but whatever does come to them, they can use that. So these are the 14 qualities of a great speaker. And those who listen to such a speaker, well, these qualities will become imbued within them as well. But now let me tell you the 14 qualities of a great listener of Katha. The first quality is that the listener should be devoted to that speaker, should attach themselves to the speaker's mind, speech and actions. The second is that they should not have any arrogance in their mind. They shouldn't be thinking that, oh, I do so much seva, service for the Guru or their Sangat. The third quality is that the listener should be enthusiastic and lovingly interested in what is being said. They shouldn't be bored. The fourth quality is that the listener shouldn't try to show off his cleverness or smarts to the speaker by pointing something out or disturbing them. The fifth quality of a good listener is that they should have the strength and ability to understand the meanings explained in the Katha that is being done. The sixth quality is that they ask the right types of questions, genuine questions, if they need further explanation. The seventh quality is that they have listened to a broad range of Katha from various different scriptures. The eighth quality is that they should not be lazy in any way. The ninth quality is that they should have control over their sleep, they shouldn't get sleepy while listening to the Katha. The 10th quality of a great listeners that they are charitable, that they distribute what they earn, The eleventh quality of a great listener is that they enshrine within their heart what they hear from the Katha. And the twelfth quality of the great listener is that they listen to the Katha according to the wisdom of the Guru's philosophy and accept only that into their heart. That which is against the Guru's teachings, they should just disregard that. The thirteenth quality is that they should keep physical purity, that they should be clean as well. The 14th quality is that they shouldn't be hypocritical. They should remain focused on the Katha while it's taking place. Such a great listener and a great speaker, if they both meet, then both of them obtain the divine wisdom, Brahmgyan. So these qualities which I've spoken about, these qualities are within Nivala and Nahalu. You should forever keep company of these six, and these qualities will merge within you as well. Listen to their katha properly. And in doing that, how would you not obtain liberation? So Guru hargobind said this and everybody listening was just so happy hearing this. They all started to then adorn these qualities. So after this happened, Guru hargobind was approached by two Sikhs named Krishan Chanju and Pammu Puri. They came into the congregation and bowed down and then asked the Guru, Oh Guru hargobind please liberate us. Guru Hargobind then replied, saying, In this dark age, the divine name is the vessel that will carry you across into liberation. Recite the Guru Shavad, Gurbani, and in practicing it, mount the vessel of the divine name Satnam, the treasure of all bliss. Listening to this, the Sikhs then responded, saying, Well, some Sikhs we've seen go about and they read Gurbani, listen to Gurbani, and then they forsake bad action. But others go about after reading Gurbani, and end up taking on more vices by doing this. And these six just fight amongst themselves. Anger within them is just so ingrained that they cannot renounce it. Within their heart, they think of themselves as great because they are reciting and listening to Gurbani, but they are just bound in this fire of desire and greed. What happens to these people? What position or status do they obtain? Please be graceful upon us and tell us. So Guru Hargobhan heard this and then replied saying the Guru Shabad Gurbani saves all even though it may take some time for this liberation for those who listen and recite Gurbani some people in engaging with Gurbani become bound by the wisdom those people cannot be liberated but for those who listen to Gurubani, even if they are unwise or not aware of divine wisdom those people by listening to Gurbani, remove all of their sins and vices. And going forward, then they become a Jigyasu, meaning somebody who desires divine wisdom. And in practicing Gurbani, they obtain divine wisdom with great ease. Those devotees who come into the congregation and recite, listen to Gurbani, they drill within themselves devotional worship. But those thinking themselves as Gyanis, as wise people, they just get stuck and bound by this divine wisdom. Those people who recite Gurbani to pump themselves up in the purpose of arrogance or ego, they still engage with all the vices and sinful conduct. They just do it in private, behind closed doors. They don't develop any deep faith or understanding about wisdom. But amongst everybody else, they call themselves Ghani or wise person. These egotistical people, they don't come into the congregation, into sanghat. They only keep the love of praise and wealth in their heart to these people they will never really understand divine wisdom how will they receive any respect in the divine court of the afterlife listen if someone wants to go to Amritsar, if somebody doesn't know the way well then they'll ask somebody else someone who doesn't know they can also go there to do ishnan to bathe there because they'll meet people along the way they'll ask them the congregation and they'll direct them so they'll reach Amritsar in this way and do a there. They're bathing there amongst the group that went there are the people who don't know how to get there. But in the same way, somebody who desires divine wisdom can obtain it in the same way by asking people and bathe in the divine wisdom, experiencing great bliss. Those who consider themselves wise, thinking that you know they know the route, that they can go whenever they please because they know the route. That route which they think is the route they become deluded and clouded in their heart and end up going the wrong way. And if somebody else is telling them the proper direction, they don't even listen to anybody else because they have such arrogance in their heart. They think that, well, I know the root. They have no idea that they have this cloud of doubt over their heart. In the same way, they don't go ask the saints about anything. They think that they know everything and have read everything. They don't go into the congregation, the Sangat, and thus these people never become a brahmgani, one who is imbued with divine wisdom. So the Sikhs heard this from Guru Hargobin, and all of them with great faith understood this, and they enshrined humility within their heart. Now in another story, Guru Hargobin had two carpenters who lived with him, named Tingan and Madhu. They were just excellent carpenters. They would remain and live with the Guru, always performing service for the Guru. They would chop wood for the langar. They would also um, be building with their own hands beds and uh, seats for the Guru's house. They would make anything else for the congregation as well with great love in their heart for the community. They would leave their work early to listen to the kirtan with great love. In the last phase of the night when it was still dark out they would awake they would bathe before then taking out great amounts of water from the well for other six to bathe as well day and night they would just be attached forever focused on the divine name satanam when the last moments of their life arrived they first bathed in the Amritsar Srovar. whatever they had accumulated in their life they with their own hands gave it out as charity to the less fortunate they left their body remembering Vaheguru. Their mind would forever just focus on their great Guru. When the Sikhs were preparing their funeral pyre, Guru Hargobind himself arrived there and performed the funeral rites with their own hands. Afterward, Guru Hargobind told the entire congregation that these two Sikhs, Tingarna and Madhu, they were incarnations of Nal and Neel. At one time in previous ages, while working for Ramchandra in building the bridge across from India to Lanka, Nal and Neel, these two brothers, asked Rama for the gift of devotional worship and divine wisdom. Nal and Neel said, Please give us these gifts so that we can merge into the bliss that is the divine. Guru Hargubha now is saying that it was then as Rama when I said, You will receive what you ask for and you will merge in that bliss. Now, they have come in this life and practiced the teachings of a Guru Shabbat. They obtained the divine wisdom, making them enlightened, but they didn't make that known to anybody else. They were so humble. Now they have obtained the eternal position of liberation. They have been released from any association of action or karam from any previous life. So Guru Hargobind, he said this, and all the six were taken aback. They were kind of blown away. They all then said, Oh, Guru Hargobind, your limit cannot be known no one can understand in full your glory which is ever present in all the three worlds so this is how chapter 42 concludes in the next chapter we're going to hear some more stories of the Six and guru hargoban so that's where we're going to pick up next time in part three of this series of the Six Sikh, Prasang. but as always would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Jarn patreon page गाँव का चढ़ के खासना आड़ेगा ला मरेगा शरण परेगा टेटरेगा गाजीज करेगा के